Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Ned, I have a new enemy. You keep saying that, and apparently this would be the front. This would be the Lex Luthor of this your. This is the leader of the Doom, Doom Patrol. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Doom Patrols. Good guys. Are but, they good guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't watch the show. I apologize. And that was also such a, like, a, actually, from me. Yeah, that I, a little bit. I honestly will apologize for that. That, um, was, that was hard to hear. I'm just going to take a seat. <sighs> I need to really focus on my thoughts here because I know I'm probably going to upset a lot of kids and it's school holidays. So if there are kids listening to this right now, I apologize. Ned, there is um, currently on Netflix a new version of a kids' TV classic. Um, and it is the worst thing I have ever seen and heard in my life. Okay. It's the new Alvin and the Chipmunks. It is <laughs> unbelievably painful. I Is the villain the three of them or the, is it the, just the, the whole Alvin? show is the villain. Oh, wow. You the, don't want to put it all on Alvin. Carrie's boys love it. And I can't handle it anymore. I don't know. I don't know what to do. They just, it's the worst. They're not even chipmunks anymore. They look like little boys. Well, they've always but they've sort got, of, but then yeah. they've got chipmunk features. It's so confusing. I'm so angry at what I'm looking at. If they're CGI. But then, by God, what I'm hearing is making me beyond angry. It's bizarre to me that the chipmunks never really changed their style. It's just popular songs sung, sped up, or pitched up to the point where it's like, yep. Wowee, that's annoying. It's and that's annoying. what it's all, that's what it's always been though. It's never been like really entertaining. It's just for some reason people have always been like, God, I wonder what Low by Flo Rider sounds like pitched up. Great. Oh. Now I know and it's real annoying. Everybody can do it on their phones now. Yeah. It's not an impressive thing. It's just and the, by the way, the animation looks like it was done on someone's phone. Can <laughs> I can I please ask you a question, Ned? Yep. You are three years younger than me, roughly. I was too cool for school, like 13, 14 teenager, when the Alvin and the Chipmunks live-action movies came out. Were you young enough to actually enjoy them? I enjoyed the first one. With Jason Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of Jason Lee. Can you explain to me, at any point, was there an appeal for the Chipmunks themselves? Did you, as a kid, just I will try say, and get me into the mind yeah. of Carrie's seven-year-old well, who loves Alvin and the Chipmunks? Here's what I actually wanted to get to, and I'm going to deviate a little bit from you, from what you've said. I will say the movie with Jason Lee had some parts of it that I'm like, eh, that's, that's okay, Joe. It's fine. That's okay. all right. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, you've crossed a pretty important threshold. Every five, six, seven years rolls around yeah. and we get a new thing. It was when we were growing up. The hamster, the hamster, or Hampton the hamster, or whatever, the hamster the, dance. Yeah, the hamster dance. Then there was Crazy Frog. Yeah. Then there was Gummy Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, unfortunately, my friend, and I'm not there, you've crossed over into being an adult when this stuff has come yeah, out. Yeah, For the it. first time, you are You're an right. adult. You're right. Because I loved Crazy Frog, and my parents had the exact same reaction that you had, where they're like, oh my, enough. Same as the Gummy Bear. Yeah. These are all things, once mm. every eight years, it comes along, and it's almost like a little bit of a test to see how old you really are. And unfortunately, <laughs> mate, you have, you've crossed over. I'm going to ask Hannah in the newsroom to do up a fake news story today that I can play to the boys tonight about Netflix going out of business, and then I'm going to remove it from the TV. Yeah. Hannah, don't do that. No, please do, Hannah. <laughs> no, no, I can't no, no, no. hear any more Alvin in the chipmunks. <laughs> Josh, an Australian woman from Adelaide went out and bought a Powerball lottery ticket because she was, quote-unquote, feeling lucky, all right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good time to do it. I don't know if I... Like, do you ever get the feeling you feel lucky? Or do yeah, you, I do. 
I don't know yep. if I ever Every time have... I walk into a pokies room and every time I walk out, I go, it wasn't yeah. lucky. I was going to say, what it's a like shame. What a shame that feeling's never right. How many times have we got to teach you this lesson, yeah, old yeah. man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if I ever feel lucky. Maybe sometimes I just get a good vibe, but I've never really gone to buy a lottery ticket because I feel lucky. Yeah. Um, this woman has done it. She has then gone on TikTok, borderline screaming, saying, my heart is effing racing. Yeah. She's obviously said the actual word. There's a lot of swearing in this, so I'll just take all of this out because I think it'll be a bit much if I say it all. Yeah, okay. She's like, I think I just won the lottery. My heart, no, I'm not even joking. I actually think I've won the lottery. Okay. The number says uh, draw 1414. That's the number I have. I've just won. This goes on and on and on for a little bit more on her TikTok. She's like, I've won. Oh, my God, this is crazy. Then I guess she's left it for probably about an hour and has checked the comments and everyone is like, you realize the person who actually won has like claimed the prize. Yeah, okay, so she's read something wrong. What did she read wrong? She has gone back through and is like, ah, uh... She's like, that is the number. It's just, I'm reading the wrong number. She's essentially reading. Yeah. What it looks like it's come down to is she's reading a receipt number yep. and not the numbers that she actually picked. And now has had to, like, this has been seen by hundreds of thousands of people it's because they're all being like, oh my God, yeah. this girl has won. And now she's had to be like, ooh. She's also then doubled down weirdly in a very, very bizarre way and has been like, I was going to donate this to charity. I was going to like take myself on a very nice trip. It's like, it's like the lottery's going to go, Oh no, sorry, our mistake. Why there you go. You there's, the, there's the $76 million. Why? Why? What a strange, strange scenario. This is sad because I think the public embarrassment makes this worse. Yeah. But then I also, part of me in the world we live in now goes, was this the goal anyway? And she just yeah, wanted me a little too. bit of attention and knew that she wasn't a winner. I always go down that path. Me too. But. At the end of the day, if it's real, the embarrassment can't be helping. I feel bad for her. I mean, and people are being pretty awful to yeah, her Instagram yeah. as well. I mean, I guess it depends how arrogant you were with the win. And, 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 and it sounds arrogant. like she was pretty into it. And, and I'm, yeah. she didn't. And this really, this almost is the universe being like, you were arrogant and this is your punishment. Pride comes before the fall. This is almost more impressive than winning the lottery. She didn't win a single cent Oh, back. my God. Like, not even, like, 30 cents. Wasn't even, like, oh, like, I won 76, not 76 million. She yeah. didn't even get two of, the, like, the same numbers in the right place. Oh there was God. literally nothing from this ticket. It <laughs> wasn't worth the piece of paper it was printed on. 1360, I want to know right now, when have you read something wrong and had some kind of a reaction to it. When has something you've read wrong caused you to get into a bit of strife? I uh, used to work for Glory Jeans, the coffee place. Yep. My grandma's name was Gloria Joan, and she died like ages ago. But when I turned 19, it was like in her will. She used to I, go to work every morning going, Grandma, <laughs> where are you, Grandma? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, uh, when I turned 19, I was going to get $1,000 from her. She oh, okay. like put it yeah, in her yeah. will. And then when I turned 19, I was like, because I it, on this receipt it yeah. said like Gloria Joan and I was like my work have just sent me a thousand bucks these you, morons dead grandmother. stuck in and then Dad's like did you get my mum's money oh, and I was God. like oh. Ooh. Yeah, really yeah, should have yeah, spent yeah, that yeah, on yeah, something yeah. more meaningful. Yeah. yeah. Usually businesses also don't just put Gloria Jean. Yeah. They you go like Coffee Limited. Yeah. Notice how our pay yeah. flips don't say hit one hundred four point seven. No, no, yeah, they yeah, say they, way more than yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Thirteen ten sixty. When have you read something wrong and it's gotten you into a little bit of trouble? Woman misread her lottery ticket, went on TikTok to brag about it, and then people quickly pointed out, "Hey, by the way, the guy who won it actually has claimed it. Yeah. It's not you. Read your ticket." And she was like, "Oh, yeah, a bit embarrassing." Uh, it's a double check on the line from Charmwood. How are you this morning, mate? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Now, when have you read something wrong and it's caused you a bit of strife? 
Oh, disaster. Not long ago, I was at JB looking to buy a new TV. It was like okay. 500 bucks or something like that. $500, and, that's and a good deal. That's a good deal. Oh, yeah, it was. And I was like, oh, this is on. I'm, I'm keen for this. And I got in a full-blown argument with the guy at, at the air. Um, he was arguing it was like 1800 bucks, And I'm like, yeah. no, mate, it's like the price ticket is 500 yeah. Like 20 minutes into the conversation... It was for the soundbar underneath the TV. Mm. So the five hundred dollars was for the soundbar underneath mm. the TV. Does Ned? Do you want to maybe confess something now, Ned? Or? I don't think so. I don't, don't, I don't see how this story is yeah, relevant to you or I mean, the story, the story that's relevant here. Josh and I have nearly like, got into a fist fight into a store before because he's like, "It's the soundbar. They're not selling eighty-inch <laughs> TVs by LG, by the way, for a hundred and fifty dollars." They you need moron. to stop putting in your defence and in Ned's defence yes. the soundbar price tag next to the TV as well. It makes that me so excited. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Ned, mm. had some news about the, the oceans that have come, come through over the last four, 12, 14 hours, mm. uh, and I've got to give the update right now, everybody. The oceans are, if you've been in a plane lately and looked down and gone, hey, look a bit green. Yeah, they're changing colour. Too green? Changing to green, yeah. <clears throat> That's a bit of a shame. A bit of a mood ring. The planet's mood ring is going green and uh, algae. Not, not for a green reason. Yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently that sort of stuff. Climate change is actually changing the color of the ocean. That's a real shame. Mm. I, I tell you what, in terms of colors, it could have changed. Green's pretty disappointing. Yeah, like, gr- green's red, bright a- red would have been a real pink. panic alarm of like, okay, right, yeah. something's really going on with the planet. Cloudy pink would have been like also pretty. pretty. We probably would have slowed pretty, down yeah. what we were doing if that was the case. Exactly right. Would have been been like, what? How can we get this into? Yeah, um, I'd say that the green colour change is problematic for a few reasons, uh, many of them scientific that I don't understand, but just on a literal level, that's so many songs about the ocean being blue. Yeah. And I think really changing the lyrical content of all of those songs is a huge pain in the ass. Well, and it's going to ruin rhymes, it's going to ruin s- syllable content, it's bad. It's one of three... Adjectives? Nouns? What's mm. the describing one? Nouns. Yeah, uh, adjective. Adjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like one of three adjectives you can use to describe the yeah. ocean. It's big, salty, and blue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, like, this, if you're going to write a song about it, the only thing you really want to call on is blue. The cinematic masterpiece involving one scientist's courageous efforts to cure Alzheimer's disease uh, using incredibly intelligent sharks mm. that goes by the name of Deep Blue Sea, that that title would have to be changed. Deep Green Sea. Deep Green Sea doesn't sound as menacing. Nah, no, it no, no. really Deep doesn't. Deep Blue Sea is like a good word as well for a colour. I don't know the science, as we've just explained. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think everyone can see that. I will say, however, have we considered that this isn't climate change? And if you'll allow, I will demonstrate why I think it's not. You know how they pour like a bunch of green stuff into that river in Chicago every St. Patrick's Day? Yep. Where does that river go? I mean, it's the ocean. Have they been doing it long enough that now it's actually yeah. just dying the ocean? Do we know that? Yeah. Do we know that that's not what's happening? Yeah. Let's let's a hundred percent just leave it to scientists yeah, to figure okay. this out. I don't think that oceans turn green because of Chicago. Yeah, let's. Do, well, maybe just stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I it's really stop it. doing it. Can't it. Be helping. It can't be helping. <laughs> Pete Murray is going to be at the Canberra Theatre tonight as part of his greatest hits tour. We are very, very excited to see him, uh, but no more excited than to say right now we are lucky enough to be joined by him on the phone. He's an Australian music legend, a career that spans 20 years. Pete Murray, good morning. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. Wonderful to be having a chat with you this morning. We're both very big fans, so this is exciting for us. Um, look, you, you're coming to Canberra uh, on as part of your greatest hits tour. Now, uh, what the, you strike me in every interview I've ever seen with you as a very humble guy. When do you pull the trigger on, oh, i got enough stuff for a greatest hits album now? <laughs> well, 
After 20 years, mate. Yeah, 20 years. Years. Yeah, so it's a number. It's a number-based thing. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, um, 20 years is here. I may not get to 30 years, so let's just do the 20-year greatest hits. Let's get that one out of the way. Nice. Know, you know? That makes sense to me. Pete, speaking of 20 years, you've had a pretty incredible career in terms of music, um, so much so that Feeler, your album from 2003, was in the top 100 albums for two and a half years. When it drops yeah. out of the top 100 albums, is that a day of sadness for you or is it a day of like, yeah, it, that makes sense. It's been in there for two and a half years. You know what? I didn't even know that it dropped out, guys. I'm so, <laughs> so, I'm you know? so sorry, Pete. Yeah, I thought Today's it was still the in there. just really disappointed me now. Like, oh, oh, Pete, if oh. it makes you feel better, it happened nearly two decades ago. So <laughs> it has happened for a while, but okay, yeah. When you hear something should, like that. I probably should let go of it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, okay. we, we were um, talking about Feeler just a second ago. You revealed on a podcast recently you thought that would be a flop. Why did you think that? Why were you going into it thinking it wasn't going to be a, a hit? You know what? I think sometimes you can you can record your your own songs and then because you're so close to them, you just don't hear the the beauty or the goodness that it, that they have. Mm. And I think I went into that. I fell into that place where I there was nothing I thought that was great, you know. And um, it took me eight years to actually even listen to the album. Like, like every time I put it on, I keep skipping songs and I'd stop. And I just I never listened to it from start to finish. I just I couldn't do it. So eight years later. I got a text message from Darren Middleton from Powderfinger saying, mate, just listen to Feeler. What a great album. And I remember thinking wow. to myself, is it? <laughs> so I've, got to, I've got to check this out. Man, I know it's been really super successful, but yeah. I, I was just surprised. So eight years later, it was the first time I played the album from start to finish. Oh, wow. And actually by the end of it, I was so relieved because I went, you know, actually it really is a great album. And I, yeah. I was so relieved to finally to feel that way. You know, it was, it was nice. You, um, you've, you've obviously followed up with a, a, well, 20 years of success since and big, big songs, big albums, all of that. But, um, so just, but just to, just to pivot from the music for a second, one of the things I think you really led the way with was, uh, people with a public profile moving to Byron Bay. Uh, you did that quite a while ago as well. You were there before the Hemsworth. What, this what, is going to be my also second question as well. About, so. What about Byron made you just go, that's where I'm going, that's where I'm going to be? Well, can I can I say that people, when they talked about Byron Bay, they used to use my name and now they use the Hemworth's <laughs> yeah. name. So I, I've it's been hard. shafted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. passing the torch of it's, the torch. It's, it's, it's a bit harsh. It's an outrage, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> and it, there should be something done. There's some sort of protest and I'm just not happy about it. So, um, no, look, I'm happy I'm happy for those guys, those guys to take the, to the, the limelight away. But it was, you know, I moved up here ages ago. Um, and because I'm from Brisbane, guys, you know, and I had mm. visited Byron Bay before. So Byron was a place I came to uh, in the early 90s. And I've been thinking, wow, this is an amazing spot. Like, yeah. how do you get to live in this place? What, what do you have to do to, to live here? Um, and then, you know, either there's two ways. You can be on the dole and just yeah. live there and surf. Yep. Uh, or, you know, have a music career and go and live there. And so <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll get the music career. That'd be probably better. You either need to release Feeler or be Thor. It's yeah. a very yeah, small yeah, market. Very, very yeah. small, small. It's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a cool spot. It is such an incredible place. Have you seen the Hemsworth West, Westfield, though? <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen it. No, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just I think that there was a bit. Of, I think there's some jealousy from them, too, because I was. You know, Pete Murray was Byron Bay. You can't take that away. You cannot take that away from you. You were the OG you can't Byron Bay. Yeah. The, the reason they came here was to take that from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely <laughs> agree. Yeah. 
Chris Hemsworth works out to your music, yeah. and it's it's out of spot. Yeah. It's Chris not stopped. actually it's not actually an enjoyment. For there's there's a lot of pressure on him to look good. Yeah, and yeah. Just to start mm-hmm. on top. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Obviously, you're going to be touring. We're, you're coming to Canberra. We're very excited about that. Doing the nation basically, and then going overseas as well. How how great is it to be out there connecting with fans again after COVID? Oh, it's fantastic, mate. I think, you know, you don't realize what you miss when, when you, when you, when COVID hit us, um, you know, doing the live, playing live to people, even, even the fans, um, people are going to shows. You guys missed it too, you know, the, mm. the live music. Oh, yeah. you miss it. So it is great to be back. And, you know, I've noticed over the years now, the singing along to, to the, my songs is just an all time high. I just yeah, played awesome. the first show in Melbourne, which was a sellout show, and it's insane. Like honestly, it's, it's probably the best show I've done in Melbourne, and the crowd—they just show up for, I guess, doing the best of to you. They know they get the songs they're getting. Yeah, that's it. I think people are just so excited to see those artists they cherish uh, back live again. You definitely fall into that category, Pete. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Tickets still available to see Pete Murray tonight at the Canberra Theatre. It is going to be huge as he brings his greatest hits to uh, to us here in the nation's capital tickets still available pete thank you so much for your time this morning mate thank you guys and can i just say um canberra there's not many tickets left and canberra and brisbane and adelaide too they're the only shows that haven't sold out yet so canberra i want to sell out lift your game down there what are we doing what are we doing canberra lift your game if you don't want to have to go all the way up to brisbane just get tickets here (laughs) stop being an idiot (laughs) pete thank you so much for your time mate see you guys Josh, I have been going through a bit of a stage where I'm taking Lenny for a walk at like seven at night for some reason. Mm. Like my evening, e- gentleman. Yeah, e- an evening stroll with my gentleman friend, Lenny. Gentle- gentlemanly evening stroll. Yeah, I also don't think he's a gentleman. I think it's a dog. I think you need to be a human being to be nah, a gentleman. Can be a gentleman? I think he's, he's a, gentleman. a gentlemanly dog, I'll say that much. But yeah, look. My- he's always wearing a tuxedo. If you think about his fur pattern, <laughs> yeah, he's he got is. like a big white tuft on his chest yeah. and he's black. He's he- got. He looks like he's always wearing a tuxedo. He's in like a penguin suit or whatever. But um, I... I have been like essentially having a bit of a nap, getting up, playing video games, then looking at him and being like, I know, oh God, here we go. And then I'll take him for a walk. Um, but at night, I don't think he, I don't know. I think he loves it, but I also think he doesn't really know what's going on as much because he obviously can't see as much. Yeah. Yesterday we were walking through a park and he couldn't really see what was going on. I saw it before Lenny saw it and it was a fox. Oh, hey, whoa. A foxy, yeah, okay. foxy character. Um, I wonder what dogs think of foxes. I wonder if they think they're another dog because they look incredibly like dogs. Sort of, but they're very slinky. But yeah, I also think they're like they're the same size. Yeah, but I guess it's just, I think they're like more cat-like, but they look like dogs. It confused the crap out of Lenny probably. So I saw him first because I saw its tail and I was like, that's a weird dog. And also what? And I was like, oh no. And then I was like, is this, was he on the lead at this point? Oh, Len- Lenny, yes. Not the yeah. fox. Len- Lenny is a staffy. If you uh, saw someone walking <laughs> around Franklin last night yeah. with a fox on a lead, you need to tell someone about that. I honestly, and I love Lenny, I really do. I would trade them for Lenny. I would be you like, would want a fox? give me your they fox, laugh. I'll give you, yeah. Google it, they, they laugh. giggle. They giggle. Um, Lenny, I was always on the lead because he's a staffy, and so I don't really want to find yeah. out what he can be up to. He sees the, the fox, and I'm a little bit scared because I'm like, how territorial are foxes? Turns out, not at all. He, Lenny's like, and runs and nearly pulls my arm out of its socket and like nearly rips himself out of his harness. The fox hightail it? Fox is like, oh yep. my God. That'll do me. Chill out. Gets me thinking though, because Lenny doesn't encounter really many animals, but certainly not like wild animals. Mm. So it's not like a cat or a dog or a mouse or whatever. My question to you is, where do you think Lenny taps out? Fight. A fight. 
to yeah, whatever. So this is a hypothetical. This is completely hypothetical. We're not actually talking about initiating a dog fight. Yeah. No. This is a hypothetical. And it good. wouldn't really okay, be a good. dog fight. Yeah. It would be a dog in a fight because yeah. I would love to know. A fox would not even. I think you could take a fox. A fox wouldn't even come on when he's just put up a bit of a fight. They're literally Maybe. they're not domesticated, so they'd have yeah, a crack. But like their teeth, I mean, I guess they're not sharp little, but yeah. little, but mm. they're not like. Yeah, good point. I think Lenny would definitely win that. Um... I reckon Lenny could honestly take a lion cub. A lion cub. A cub, though. A mm. cub, cub. I mean, you still got pretty big paws, but I they think... are goofy. They are kind of goofy lion cubs, so maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Lion teenager, no way. No, 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 no way. No, 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 no Simba no. when he's got the little bit of tuft, tuft on his no, chest. No, 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 chance, no way. No Absolutely not. No. Yeah, when he's hanging out with like Timon and Pumbaa before. Still midway pulled. through the song. Yeah. Midway through Akuna Matata. No, not, not happening. Not happening. I think he could take a chimpanzee. But chimpanzees are so yeah, strong, can, like stronger yeah. than you would think. Yeah, so sticks and stuff. No, I don't think you could. Maybe that's not it. All right, I think maybe we found the limit. I just don't think a ba- a cub, a lion cub. I tell you what, I, I reckon an adolescent bear, <laughs> in between a cub and obviously not a full grown, and maybe honestly a brown bear, not a grizzly either. But I think that Lenny could very much take on a teenage bear. Let me do, let me do like a video game, a quick location, a quick arena change. Oh, okay. I think if he's in the ocean, he's taken out by a dolphin easily. Oh, of easily. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't swim. He I can't swim. think probably also on the land he'd yep. get taken out by a dolphin as well. He's an idiot. <laughs> Ned, the new Barbie movie is coming out very soon. Next um, Thursday. It is next Thursday? The 21st. It's six days away. Yep. So uh, it's also coming out at the same time as Oppenheimer, and people are deciding whether or not to go see Barbie first or Oppenheimer first. I probably will knock the Chris Lyle movie out of the way first. I don't understand I people so that are doing it the other way around. One movie is about one of the most intense events that's ever happened in the history of the planet, and the other is the Barbie movie. So well, we I, why wouldn't about... you go and see the Barbie movie after to get like the horrible thoughts out of your head? Well, we don't know what the Barbie movie is about, and I've seen I from think the it's trailer... probably going to be less grim than Oppenheimer. Apparently, a lot of existential read in the Barbie movie, yeah, I will okay. say. Yeah. But uh, I have also heard that people have described Christopher Nolan's movie, Oppenheimer, as borderline a horror movie. Okay, so, yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, I probably... As it, as it probably should be uh, for what it's dealing with. But Ned, yeah. Barbie is coming out. We know that. We know it's going to be here because the publicity has been insane for it. Bonkers. Uh, Margot Robbie is touring all around the world at the moment, and I have seen the 12th news story on this topic for the, the run of the promotion so far, mm. and I finally feel comfortable saying what I'm about to say. Margot Robbie is taking the piss. <laughs> and the reason she is doing that yeah. is because she is just... And it's genius. She is a genius. She's wearing Barbie outfits on the red carpet. Yes. I would think being a Hollywood movie star, guy or girl, having to... Obviously, a lot easier if you're a guy, but having to decide what to wear on the red carpet would be an annoyingly large part of your day. Of course. You would have to be like, okay, so I've got to attend the London premiere, the Paris premiere, the German premiere, the uh, Australian premiere, the Tokyo premiere. The, you're going, I need a different outfit for all of them. Well, people hire legit stylists yep. for this exact 100%. reason. Because you're like, I can't dedicate all of my brain power to figuring out what I'm going to wear. Margot would be saving a ton at the moment because all she's doing is wearing old outfits that iconic Barbies have worn throughout the history of the doll itself. Just human-sized versions of those outfits. She's a genius. She's essentially wearing a work uniform. Yes, yes. Two premieres Exactly, and stuff. exactly. And it's fantastic. I would wonder if she's going to the prop department of the movie and just being like, just knock me up a dress, surely. Yeah, yeah just like, going, like, let me take that. That's going to be for the French premiere. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. If I was a, a actor, I would only take movies that benefit me in these kinds of ways. Yes, like, I would too. I am going to be the lead in the new Hot Wheels movie, so I just get 
hopefully free. When you drive around free, a car on the red carpet. Well, free cars constantly. Yeah, okay. Or, honestly, at the very least, a bunch of free Hot Wheels. That'd also be rad. I would say that Margot Robbie, I, I did just say she's a genius. I think the way she's employing this tactic is genius. It's not hers, though. Whose is it? Her friend John Cena's. He was wearing his Peacemaker outfit to every red carpet ever. He was dressed as a superhero the entire time he was promoting Suicide Squad. She saw that and went, you just wear your costume on the red carpet. That's genius. It's only a matter of time before the first Batman does it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I can't It won't believe, be Patterson. I can't it won't believe be Patterson. That He's had, too cool. That didn't happen first. I can't yeah. believe that the, the first person to start doing this wasn't like, I don't know, George Clooney or whatever, but... um. It'll be whoever's is after Patterson. I'm for it. Someone who's like 16 now who will be the next Batman because by the time they're looking to recast, he'll be like 28. Um, that person is going around the world now not knowing that they're going to be the first person ever to be a Batman and then be like, you know what? I'm wearing the costume of the red carpet. This is sick. I they made awesome. Air Jordans into the boots. I'll just wear these. Why don't I wear a cape constantly? <laughs> this is absolutely what I should be doing. I tell you what, I, I know who should do it. Yeah. And I would if I was in the kind of shape he's in. Tom Holland. I'd be wearing a skin-tight outfit as Spider-Man to everything if I was as ripped as he is. You might get in a bit of trouble for that one, I think. Yeah, you reckon? You yeah. reckon just wearing the skin-tight skin super tight leotard as, yeah. everywhere in public? Yeah. yeah, I actually think you might get in yeah, trouble Funerals that. would be a bit of a problem. <laughs> Elon Musk is a figure that has obviously got a lot of news news columns written about him. Uh, there's a lot of ink been spilled. A lot of, I'll say, lot of clicks. I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's any, any ink being spilled in 2023, but there is definitely a lot of nonsense out there about this guy. I will say, to put it, I think probably nicer than anyone's ever put it, he's an oddity. He's an eccentric character. He's I think that one of, you and I have been nicer than anyone's been in the last year and a half to Elon. Him and Jeffrey Bezos, either the richest or the second richest man at every given point. I think it changes constantly. But Elon yeah. might be the richest man on Earth, and he has said something that, to me, solidifies why, even though that is the case, I don't know if I'd ever invest in a company he's involved in. Because, like, a while ago, what did he say? He said something about anime or something about... Mm -hmm. He tweeted something that was so bizarre and odd that I think the Tesla stock dropped it, by like... It happens a, sometimes. Like yeah. several hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it was to the point where they... I don't think he's the CEO anymore. I think they, they had to be like, you can't keep tweeting this stuff if we're going to continuously lose this money. Elon Musk has referred to artificial intelligence uh, as civilizational destruction. He has said that this is the most dangerous technology we've ever stuffed around with as the human species. He said that it is civilizational mm, destruction, mm, potentially. Mm. He's just started an AI company. Mm. You can't have your cake and that, eat it those too. Those things don't go together. You can't like you have can, your what? cake and eat it too. Does that mean now he's investing in civilizational destruction? That's his new business model? Well, I sort of figured that anyway, even if he hadn't announced that. I figured that behind the scenes, probably somewhere in the long the lines, Elon Musk is investing in civilizational destruction. Yeah. I didn't think he was to be as egregious by coming out and being like, it is. Also, I'm investing in it. The Muskers, who are his fan club, the Musketeers, uh, the Musketeers yeah. they will be saying to me right now, he's opening an AI company to combat and do like a good version of AI. Yeah, yeah. But the, pro the problem still exists. If people are nervous about AI, it's because eventually it'll become sentient and mm. start making its own decision. That could happen with a good AI as well. Yeah, exactly. And then it just hears the right kind of brainwashing and becomes a bad AI. Yeah, also you don't want to put it out into the like ether as well. Like if you told me, if the rules when you like went to go and adopt a dog of like, there's a 50-50% chance that this dog will own you. Like, you might own this dog for three months and then you will find that it's waking you up in the middle of the night for, to go for a wee and feeding you and stuff. I wouldn't get a dog. Yeah. I'd be like, this needs to work only one way. The horrible thing that I've just discovered is now Cosmo is literally calling me when she wants to be fed. So like she's already barking and crying. Yeah. This already happened to me, so I can <laughs> confirm it's terrible. <laughs> Josh, 
A woman who owns a 15-foot python, mm-hmm. a black and yellow python. Black and yellow, black and yellow. I was going to say, I'm a big sorry, fan sorry. of whiskey. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's escaped. Okay. And its name's yep. Big Mama. Cool, cool. Uh, that's so awful. Big, Big that, Mama is no longer in the house. Big Mama's out of the house. Big Mama yeah. has escaped the mm-hmm. house. Um, this is probably the one of the worst things that I could... Everyone, like, it's, this has happened in California, so yeah. you can rest easy, but everyone that's in this, like, community where this woman lives that has lost this snake... It's a bit worried. ...have all been like, what the hell? Cats staying inside from now on. Legit, this ca- um, this snake is big enough that it can eat cats, any cat, and, yep. and some small dogs. Okay, yep. That's yeah. not. I mean, I like cats, but yeah, the small dogs thing, no, no real loss. I, I, I think here what we need to be very clear about is I'm not saying snakes should eat small dogs. I'm just saying whatever. I understand. There's a food chain for a reason. I've been to, <laughs> I've been to zoos enough to yep. know that like there's animals that they have at zoos are usually ones that can't exist outside of zoos. That's like usually for conservation. Well, not it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah but yeah. in a lot of places, it's like, hey, this uh, elephant has got such a bad leg that if we put it out in the wild, it would oh, be. I see what you It mean. would be eaten straight away, or like this leopard can't hide by itself. I thought you meant it couldn't exist here, as in the polar bears at SeaWorld. If they got <laughs> loose in surface paradise, would be dead pretty quickly. I mean, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's no, not good. Yeah. I'm more saying that, like, if the polar bear has... If yeah, yeah, The yeah. polar bear's nose was, like, running. toe. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we should probably keep into the zoo because if we put you out, you would be eaten by an orca today. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know what the deal is with this, but I think the new rule worldwide, a new global snake rule, is that, like, you get to have a snake until it's, say... What am I? I'm, like, six foot. You're so six foot. You have get to have a snake until it's eight foot. Then you have to... Hand it over to the government and they airdrop it into like the Amazon or wherever oh, it's native fling to. Fling it out of a helicopter. Just wherever it's native to. What it does go- an airdrop look like? Just a yeet. See ya. Yep. <laughs> the same From way. From how high? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you get as low as you can, yeah, but yeah. when you're in a helicopter, there's not much you can do. <laughs> you don't do. want to hit the trees though, do you? I yeah. just think that it's like, you can have a snake until it, you like, yeah. no one needs a 15 foot long no. python. No, they don't. Because that's one of the kind of snakes that you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're like being swallowed oh my by God. it. Yeah. You're like, this is it. Bye bye. Snakes on a plane type stuff. So I, I think that you get one until t- like, say 10 feet and then you have to, sacrifice it, hand it over to the government, and then they take it to wherever it's native to and drop it in there. I like that idea. Um, I think we, we've workshopped the airdrop thing. I think people, animal cruelty, they'll be upset about it. But the other thing I will say we is... titled parachutes to them or something. Oh, yeah, well, that's cute. I literally, you guys come up with the answers. It's a very much based off the PlayStation game Worms, yeah. if you remember. Just parachute them in. Um, <laughs> From what I remember, those guys did well. They were fine. <laughs> they could operate heavy machinery. Um, just quick. I think you have forgotten a rule that's pretty important with snakes. Mm. I think if you want to have a snake and you're that kind of person that's like, I'm going to keep snakes, you're one and done for it escaping. If it escapes, you <laughs> have to give it back. It's like, unfortunately, yeah. your cage is not good enough yeah. and, and we are and taking your snake. We're never trusting you again. <laughs> I think that's a fair rule. You know what? This is the place to be right now. And the place I'm talking about is Bad Bunny in Civic as we are live with 104 free copies to give away and the very exciting debut of our creation, the Eggs Benedict roll that is known as the Bad Benny. That's right. It's the first Eggs Benedict that you can take on the move that we're aware of. It's kind of a nice little caveat that we get to say that I don't know of this being done anywhere else before. 
I also unveiled to you that I don't know if I've ever had an eggs Benedict before. Yep, yep. No, that's I a, can't that's remember right. a time I've had it. I'm so excited for you because you will actually love this. I think yeah. you will love this. It does and look like it has everything I like in it. The best part of it is you don't have the actual on a plate version to compare it to. So you're going to react to both an eggs Benedict and it in a roll for the first time. Come rain, hail, or shine, this will be the best eggs Benedict I've ever had. Okay, because so it's also the only eggs Benedict I've ever had. So let's walk through the ingredients quickly. Let's go. So spinach, uh, obviously. Yep. Then. Our added hash brown to soak up some of the yolk and hollandaise sauce. Then, of course, you've got the staple of the bacon. Two poached eggs. On a beautiful hollandaise sauce. Is that a brioche bun or is that just a bun? Sure. Yeah, brioche bun. I also don't fully know what a brioche bun is. Shiny bun. Yep. It's shiny <laughs> That's enough. my understanding of a brioche bun. I believe it's a, it's a shiny bun. bun. All right. This is it. We're going to do it? Let's do it. Well, do you want right, to go well, first? Well, you go first because okay, you're the one first. that's never even had an Eggs Benedict. I'm the Eggs Benedict snob. So your your decision of what this tastes like will be important, but I don't think it's the one where it's compared to a lot of other things. Going to do the full breakfast experience. Let me have a little sip of my little coffee. A sip of the, the bean juice. Very good. 104 of them up for grabs for free if you come on down. Here we go. Nettie's, oh, Sorry, there's man. a bit of hollandaise nearly straight onto my shoes. They are expensive shoes, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Oh, that, that egg has popped all over my hands. Yep, that's that's the risk. Oh, it's messy. It's a messy creation. Let me go in again. He's going in again. He's taken bite number one. The egg yolk has exploded all over his hand. Just give, one. Give me a second. Just wanted to get some. It's, he's he's got to chew. There's, there's been a big mouthful. Oh, my God. His nose, ladies and gentlemen, just dripped snot. Mm-hmm. That is, that's how you know food's good. When you can't that. even contain your ear, nose, and throat anymore, you're just having trouble with everything. Marie's filming it, so we'll check the Oh, good. Yeah, that's gross. I'd like to tell everyone that that was yolk, but I really don't know. No, it was definitely snot. That was probably, and he is, because I'm still eating it, the best breakfast burger. Hey! I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. There really is nothing in this for me to lie about because then people will come down and be like, you are lying. Okay. This is hands down probably one of the best breakfast rolls I've ever had. Okay, I'm going to give you a serviette so you can at least hold your microphone again because at the moment you are covered in yolk. So there you go. Maybe you just... Rowan might have to take over for you. Rowan's going to have to take over. Well, there we go. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much Rowan. I'm going to go one-handed. Right. I'm going to try and do this one-handed. Thank you so much, See Rowan. if I can get that done. I don't know if it's going to be possible. Right. So this is now comparing the fact that I'm going to I'm going to learn from your mistake and I'm actually going to squish the burger first to try and pop the yolks I ahead of time. I would recommend that because I'm yep, licking the yolk go. off my hand. There we go. Know. All right. Here we go. Mouthful number oh, one so of good. our creation, the Eggs Benedict, the Bad Benny. I'm just going to put the mic down here. Yep. Okay, Josh is now tucking in for his first bite. He's gone. There's much less of a pop. I will say there there should be directions to eat this. Go for a pop before you bite in. How is it? You've gone for a huge bite. You get a lot per bite, don't you? I've realised that as well. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's got to be the tagline for this. Well, no, it cannot be. Hey, actually, legally, <laughs> cannot be. But yeah, Pringles will sue us. But oh, yeah, my yeah. God, that is so good. Oh, thank you so much, Rowan. I'm still covered That is so yolk, damn good. But how insane is that? Oh, my God. It's just an ex-Benedict in a roll. Honestly, this is a huge sigh of relief because, yeah, we did. I mean, as much as Bad Benny, uh, Bunny were putting their names to it, we also were putting our names to it, and we don't know how to cook, so there's nothing we could have done about it. That is probably the best Maddie, breakfast roll I've ever had. Maddie, Maddie, the, head the, chef Maddie the head chef and the team in the kitchen have outdone themselves. That is the Bad Benny, and it is on sale until the end of July here. It's the burger you helped build, Canberra. You can come on down and taste it as well. I will say, 
very reasonable price as well. I honestly think so. For what you're getting, I, I had like three bites, and every single time I felt like I had a full meal. Holy, that is good. Let's go to a song so we can finish yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Michael's yeah. also doing out for bucks and next probably, as well. Probably how much yolk you've got, you'll need to take a shower. So we'll get that in very soon. <laughs> It's Ned and Josh's job game. It sure is. It is time right now for people to be playing the job game with us. All you need to do is get on the phone, 131060. If you have a job now for playing this game this morning, we are going to hook you up with some MoGo Wildlife Park Ultimate Explorer Passes. Oh, yeah, the biggest ones we've offered all week. Producer Michael's in the studio. Michael, who do we have this morning ready to go? We have Ali from Gowrie on 131060. Ali, how are you? Thank you. Ah, good. Ali from Gary. Lovely to hear from you this morning, Ali. Now, let's get into this. Obviously, we need to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, Ned, are you going to go first? I will. Um, Good, 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 good. Mine's kind of a two-part question, but I can't ask two parts, so I'm just going to have to push through with the one question. How strongly do you believe in your question? Because maybe you can ask the second part in lieu of my question. Nah. This is going to have to just be... I'm going to ask a two-part question that only needs one answer, but if I don't get the first part, then the second part's going to be irrelevant. So here we go. Swing for the fences. See if I hit. Ali. Yes? Don't answer the first part. Answer the second part. If you watched Blue's Clues as a kid, was Steve your, like, host? Oh, wow. The guy with the glasses. I didn't watch Blue's Clues. Okay, so oh, damn it. So okay. that's why I didn't want to make it a two-part question because oh, I was like, yeah. I don't want my first question to be, "Do you watch? Bo- did you yeah, watch Blue's yeah, Clues?" Yeah, that was a smart way of asking that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I guess I probably just should have asked how old Ali was. But well, I also the other problem with this question is that uh, people from all ages are in the workforce, so it hasn't really helped us in any way. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but maybe what's she has a, a, young what's a job exclusively job? done by young people. That's what I'm trying to work out. Now. TikTok manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's about it. <laughs> Um, Ali, do you do you have to work every weekend, or do you get every weekend off? I get every weekend off. Okay, Ooh. so it's a nine to five, Monday to Friday situation. Okay. <laughs> mm. I wouldn't Allie. say my job's nine to five. She didn't say her job was nine to it's five. It's very she... flexible, my job, but it's yeah. not nine to five. Are you a personal <laughs> trainer, Ali? Oh, no, I'm not. That was just okay. a past job, but not a current job. Oh, oh wow. No, no, Damn it. <laughs> Flexible hours, no weekends, though. Didn't watch Blue's Clues. Josh is lining up the winner sound effect. You've got way more confidence pretty excited. in me. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I have a feeling. Ali, we've gotten the yes? surprise. Are you a hairdresser? No, I'm not a hairdresser. Maybe. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, you didn't need to do that. The trumpet was deserved. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Stop doing it. Uh, Ali, that sucks to hear, but What do you do for a living? I have a really boring job as an accounts officer. Oh, okay. I, was, I mean, I mean, I, wasn't. I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> we um, always say accountant, but I feel like that's too vague. Good on an actual accountant yeah, calling up. Yeah. Good on you, Ali. Well done. Uh, Ali, <laughs> can you. I say quickly, you've won those MoGo Wildlife Park Ultimate Explorer Passes anyway. Congratulations. Great. Thank my kids are going to be so happy. Oh, that's oh, good news. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Get you them a, onto Blue's Clues. Have a great weekend, Ali, okay? <laughs> Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. 
We really shouldn't play the job game on a Friday, Why particularly, do we end particularly the show when we're it? out and about somewhere because it's such a it's such a depressing end to the show. Yeah. I mean, Ali's just one. That's exciting. That's Look exciting at that kid. for Ali and a family. The way that kid was looking at me was like, God, yeah. you're not good at your job. No, we're not. We're and not. That's fair right. enough. That kid's more insightful. I don't think than that I kid am. even knows yeah. what my job is, and he's like, that was unprofessional. Well, what just happened? There's a good chance that by the time he's old enough to do it, it won't exist anymore. So, shall we call it? Uh, Look at this kid. Yep. Hey, yeah, buddy, yeah, I, yeah. This is a radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, the way he's hi. looking at us, I think we should call yeah, it. I've never felt worse about show. myself. That's the end of this morning show. <laughs> that was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's Hit 104.7.